from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. White House National Economic Council. Thank you, uh, Andrew. Uh, Andrew, did you read the um, really good interview, Mary O'Grady interview of um, of uh, Thomas Honig in the journal today? It's a long interview. It's very good. I haven't seen that piece, but I've seen what he's been saying, Larry. And, and, uh, and first of all, it's, it's great to talk to you again. Well, it's always great to have you. It's always <laughs> great to For folks who don't know, Andrew, Andrew was um, by my side during the Trump years, giving great advice on all manner of domestic and economic policy. Well, so, Andrew, he makes two points, and they're really uh, germane to this business about uh, Silicon Valley and First Republic and, in general, uh, banks and regulations and supervision. But he said, look, the original sin is inflationary policies, which drove up interest rates. But then he goes on to say that the regulations have risk-weighted capital, but they did not have duration risk-weighted capital. So you own these long bonds, right, 10-year bonds, mortgage-backed securities, and, that, you know, they can't stop out the fluctuations. And I, I mean, I think that's a very important part of the story, right? Yeah. Well, so the first point, I think, is the one, one ultimately start with, which is uh, when the Fed has to raise interest rates at a fast clip, which it's had to do over the la- last year, it creates a lot of secondary effects and problems for the economy. And one of them is that it can have an adverse impact on the banking system by reducing kind of the value of a lot of their assets. This is the exact same phenomenon we saw during the SNL crisis in the 80s, mm. when, as you remember, Volcker had to raise interest rates substantially. Uh, I think they were over 18% on short-term rates to combat a really severe inflation problem. That put a lot of the SNLs uh, underwater uh, in their solvency, and it caused a decade-long crisis uh, called you know, the SNL crisis that had a really bad impact on the U.S. economy for, for a long time. So this risk has been known. It's a common one out there. Uh, so it's not surprising that it, it, it eventually shows up in the balance sheets of, of, of banks. The thing that more strikes me is this is a classic uh, safety and soundness issue um, that examiners uh, for, for banks uh, have historically been aware of. And uh, it will be interesting to see as Congress starts to investigate this to learn a little bit more about why this risk wasn't uh, identified. Now, I'd also just note on this point, because I think it's a key one, Larry, is that, well, this is why we want to uh, have the Fed committed to price stability. Right. And as you know, we talk about this, is there's been this talk about, you know, maybe inflation, we can tolerate higher levels of inflation, we can experiment around inflation, um, um, and that the Fed doesn't have to be vigilant. Well, this should be a reminder of why price stability is essential, is because by allowing inflation to get out of control, even moderately as we have now, it requires the Fed to raise interest rates much higher than it otherwise would need to to combat that inflation, and it causes uh, a whole secondary effect, including putting a lot of strain on our banking system. Andrew, there's another one too. What? If, how about how about we spend less federally? Yes. How well, about well, how about that one? Right. And so if you have a, uh, a better budget policy, that also puts downward pressure on rates and makes it easier for the Fed to combat inflation as well. So I, mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's like Joe Biden picked us off. So he comes in, the inflation rate's a little over 1%. It winds up going to 9 plus. It's still around 6. So these interest rates go from zero, I'm going to say zero to five. The 10-year note, 
goes from like 1% plus, uh, you know, to almost 5%. Yep. He's like, of course there's going to be a problem. There has well, to be it, a problem because you, at some point you got to mark to market the assets that even aren't scheduled to be marked to market unless you want to run on the bank. Well, and the real irony actually here, Larry, is that the Fed itself is having a problem with this. You know, it used to be able to send a lot of money to the Treasury Department because of the senior edge it creates. But because of its own balance sheet now kind of fl- flipping because of the changes in interest rates, it's not able to do that anymore. So the Fed itself is experiencing the kind of financial stress or financial changes as a result of this sh- uh, sharp increase in, in, uh, in interest rates. Well, by the so way, is, on that point, that's a great point. Yeah, right. Because if you mark to market the Fed's portfolio, which is yeah. still around nine trillion, guess what? They're underwater. They're yeah. underwater. I've seen the work. So I would I wouldn't put my money in the Fed. <laughs> yeah, so they're well aware of this. This is a risk that that's that's pr- pretty out there. And listen, there's there's going to be a lot of uh, discussions about kind of exactly what what happened here. And and in my view, what should happen is that this is where Congress comes in. Uh, Congress can do the examination. It's the responsible for oversight, and have them come in and examine where the breakdown was and. You know, and also we have to remember that banks uh, are always susceptible to runs, mm. and that's just inherent in the bank, uh, the, the the model of banks, and that's why we have the FDIC to come in and resolve banks uh, that get into trouble. That's why we have the Federal Reserve to provide liquidity to solvent banks in times of mar- market stress. That's why we have all three of the banking regulators to make sure that they have good uh, prudential regulations to make sure that banks operate within reasonable risk par- risk parameters. You know, I'm as free market as you are, Larry, but we all know when it comes to banks, banks are just different, and they require a, a real well, serious regulatory regime. Um, you don't think this is 2008, do you? No. Neither do no, I. It shouldn't be. It Neither should be effectively managed. It shouldn't be. Yeah, the Fed lending facility is pretty good. Andrew Ullman, everybody, my old pal from the NEC in the White House, One of the best uh, regulatory people around. Thank you, Andrew. Take care. Thanks, Larry. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. Other side of the break, John Carney of Breitbart's going to come in. Is there a bigger recession risk now because of these West Coast banks? 